Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. You know, I remember the days when I'd come home from work and my wife would be so exhausted from watching the boys. They were they just absorbed so much of her time. And when you're in that season, it is important for you and your spouse to show each other a lot of grace. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg and Aaron Smalley. They're in charge of our marriage team here at Focus on the Family. And we're going to hear now from Josh and Christy Straub. Uh, they've been through that same season trying to raise young children, and they talked about it with Focus President Jim Daly. Josh and Christy, welcome back to Focus on the Family. Thanks Thank for you. having it's us. It's always fun to talk right. about other people's marriages. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do that today. You're going you're gonna to tell us a bit about why marriage works and why marriage doesn't work, right, sometimes. In fact, you had an aha moment in your relationship. Hopefully most couples uh, hit that point where they're learning. What was your aha moment? It's funny. Uh, you know, we are counselors. We have counseling backgrounds and, and education. But you can help other people when you're the third party. But when you're in it yourself and you realize, uh, whoa, wait a second here. I'm not getting what I teach other people. I'm not even getting it. And I had that moment. I was I came in one day. I was out at a coffee shop. I was writing or I was doing something. But I was working from a coffee shop. And it was right after we had our son, Landon, our firstborn. And I came home and... I walked in and I was telling Christy all about my day and all the fun things that were going on. And I looked at her and now granted to, to kind of set the stage here, she's in sweatpants. She has no makeup on. It's the end of the day. I'm feeling uncomfortable and, here. It, it, I mean, <laughs> she's like, I'm, I'm feeling like saying, Josh, don't go there. Pull back. Like, like she's like, and, and all of a sudden I just get, and she just looks at me and just, I mean, tears just well up in her eyes. And she just starts crying. And she just says, why don't you ever ask me about me? Mm. And it was one of those moments where we had realized that uh, our wedding vows. I mean, uh, we wrote our wedding vows and I said, um, I will fight for you and not with you. And her wedding vow back to me was, you are my teammate. You know, we love sports. We both played sports. Uh, we're has-beens, but, we, um, <laughs> but, but we use that analogy in our marriage. And here I was, not even realizing it, working completely, playing completely out of a different locker room. And part of that was because she was losing her identity. But again, but to your defense, Josh, I would say I didn't even know how lost I was at that time. It really wasn't until that day, that moment, I... I remember it like it was yesterday. It was true. I was still in sweatpants, you know, hair in a ponytail, no makeup on, spackled in banana and sweet potato because we were teaching our son how to eat solid foods. <laughs> that is a word picture. <laughs> right? But it's like like vivid in my mind. And he comes in the house wafting the de like some delicious smelling latte that he'd probably had and talking about all the great projects he had going on. And it was all, the, you know, all these exciting things. And I was lost. And I think my exact words to you well, why don't you ever ask about my heart? But I didn't know until that moment how lonely I was or really how lost I felt. Um, but that was a huge moment for us, and it kind of set the catalyst, I think, for us to start communicating in a very different way. Hey, Christy, before you go further, Josh, on that, so many women just leaned in mm -hmm. to what you were saying. You describe probably literally millions of women that just heard you make that statement. Having that feeling, having that emotion, what was the first rung of the ladder 
that you could grab to say, okay, I'm not going to live in this despair. Yeah. What was that? What did you grab to say, help me get out of this pit? And it's so funny you use that analogy because that is exactly how I felt. I describe it as the bottom rung of life. Mm. I just remember being there. We had very difficult kids and just babies that were just colicky and screaming and not sleeping. And I don't think that's maybe a normal situation, but it doesn't, I don't think it matters when you get thrust into this. You have no idea what to expect. This is all brand new. And for me, it was the actual communicating. I I had to literally get to the place where I could put words to how helpless and how alone. And I think how invisible I felt. Mm. And once I could finally put that into words, because I think there's so much shame that covers that, because we have so many dear friends who are struggling to have babies. I, we, we were able to. And this is a blessing, right? Like, shouldn't this be a blessing? You, you shouldn't complain about this. This is a gift. And also, shouldn't this be natural? Shouldn't you know how to be a mother? And I had no idea. And so Josh comes home. Mm-hmm. You're the you're the man of the moment. You're the expert, Josh. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Yeah. <laughs> and then In what did Mr. Right. Expert yeah. do here to say, da, 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 yeah. I've arrived? Yeah. And I mean, for me, so in the, there's two things. There's what I did and then what's going on in my brain. Uh, what I did because I had no, this isn't because I'm like, um, I knew what I was doing. I just didn't know what else to do in the moment. I just held her. And, mm. and just let her cry on my shoulder. And I just, I remember, I remember very vividly where we were standing in the moment and just holding her and just saying, let's figure this out. Mm. In the back of my brain, I'm going, I got to fix this thing. Yeah, it's that man, that, that male, like. And you got two conversations well, yeah, going yeah. on. Yeah, so in the back of my brain, I'm going, okay, what do I got to do to fix this to get my wife to be happy again so that we can all be happy? But the reality was I had to be, it was important for me in that moment to realize I had to be emotionally safe for her. I had to help her as, as one flesh as her partner, as her teammate, I had to figure out a way to sit with her because I knew I couldn't fix this. This was something we had to fix together. And I don't even know that fix is the right word. It's a journey we had to take together Mm -hmm. to help her rediscover her identity and, 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 and figure out our identity as a family and how I support her and how I pursue her heart. We, we get so focused on the proverb that says, you know, guard your heart for it's the wealth spring of life. As teammates in marriage, we look at that verse and going, as one flesh, we have one heart in marriage. And how do we guard that heart? So how am I going to guard? Her heart is as connected to mine as mine is to hers. How do we guard our marital heart? Yes. And therefore, I have to listen to her. I have to understand her. So, Greg, when a couple has younger children, it can be overwhelming. It is so demanding and draining to raise them well. How did you and uh, Aaron balance kind of the work and the family thing during that season? It was hard. I think as a young husband, as when we had children, I was just in that season of life to where I'm trying to figure out me, do I have what it takes to be successful, finishing graduate school, trying to start a career. I mean, just all those things. And then I had a wife and then, you know, I had two young daughters. And I think for, for a lot of guys, I think what's hard is we hear this notion of balancing work and home. And that's a total myth. Well, just, just think of it this way. Imagine, you know, the big, two big sticks in your hand and you're trying to balance plates up there. 
And so if you've ever seen anybody do that, what happens is they're, they're trying to balance both at the same time. And then one starts to wobble. So then they give that one attention and then all of a sudden the other one will. And so they'll have to stop and give this one attention. And I think that's what happens when we believe that somehow we can balance work and home. Okay. Because it's, that's an illusion versus looking at it as more of an integrated approach. I don't want to silo off work is over here, home over here, never shall the two ever coexist and meet. It's just not reality. I want my work to include my family. I want my family to include my work. I want there to be this integrative approach. I want to be able to bring my kids to where I work. I want them to know why I'm here, why investing in marriages is a part of my call so that they understand that this is something that that me and Aaron both believe God is calling us to do and we take them with us when we can they're they're a part they go to the events they see all this we talk to them cuz we're we're trying to make sure that 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 one includes the other yeah. in, in in vice versa. And so mm-hmm. that's why the the myth of balancing just it doesn't work. You'll never accomplish mm-hmm. that if you look at it as silos. And that's what I've even removed the word balance from my life because there will be seasons Harmony. that you do that very well and then there are seasons that are really busy. And so how do you balance in the busy seasons? So it's just looking at how do I manage how do I work yeah. through this? I can remember when Greg was in graduate school, when we had, we went to graduate school with a six week old baby and oh, I had to work as a, a labor and delivery <laughs> nurse because Greg was in school. And so trying to manage that was difficult. I would work night shift, come home and I'd take Taylor to the sitter and I would cry because I wanted her home with me. So I would sleep for like two hours and I'd go back and get her and bring her home. But I was exhausted. Yeah. And so it's recognizing that we both had different stressors going on, but together we managed that. And I, I, talk, I wish we would have had this conversation just a few hours ago. I talked to a friend here at Focus, actually, a, a young dad. He's got a couple of kids and he, he brought this very matter up. And I wish we would have been able to just talk a little bit more about the myth of the balance. What I told him, though, is during that season, particularly when we just had two boys, we had three girls after that, but the the two boys initially were, they were just a lot of energy. I wish, to say the least. I wish I would have worked with Dina a little bit more, been a little more vulnerable about me and my needs in the marriage relationship because I kind of took on this, I'll take care of me because she's taking care of the kids mm-hmm. mentality. Yeah. That's not necessarily And then you healthy. disconnect yeah. as yeah. a couple. Exactly. And it yeah. happens. So, we hear people all the time, well, hey, when the kids are older, mm-hmm. uh, when they finally leave the nest, oh, it'll, it's our time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Season of Greg and Aaron. And it just, that will never work. And I'm on the cusp of... The kids are all out, and it's not slowing down. I mean, there's one season Don't after say that another, you'll jinx so. yourself. Tina <laughs> <laughs> said I'm on the cusp. We'll be pregnant, they... and you'll be going through all this again. <laughs> well, maybe you are feeling, Greg just mentioned being disconnected as a couple. Maybe you're feeling that because of the responsibilities of raising your children. Um, you just don't have time for each other. We want to help. We have 
so many great resources here, including the book that Greg and Aaron wrote called Reconnected, and we'll make that available to you. We'll send that when you make a donation of any amount to the ministry here. We also have a team of caring Christian counselors. So if you've got something else or you just need to talk to somebody, give us a call. Our number is 800, the letter A in the word family. Mentioned you'd like to schedule a free consultation with one of our counselors, and we'll take care of you. Uh, you can stop by our website if you would like to follow up on either of these or any other resources. That's focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. More from Josh and Christy next time. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for tuning in to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. <music>